Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Thursday, July 6th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone. Welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we're going to read from John's Gospel again, the 15th chapter. But before we get into that, Brett, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, my parents visited last week, which was delightful. Showed them all that Huntsville has to offer, nice. uh, which was mainly rain. Um, <laughs> but it was pretty great. And, you know, most of my life now is just trying different napping schedules to figure out how to make the witching hour less witching. For the baby, not the, you. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it's just, you know, you can try all of the things, but sometimes, sometimes that hour before bed is just difficult. Yeah. And so that's, that's where we're at. But, uh, I mean, other than that, it's just a joy at every turn, uh, with Evie. So yeah, life is great. VBS is going. I have a new song to be stuck in my head. Is that where you've seen the Holy the Spirit at work? Hero hotline. <laughs> um... Well, I don't want to get to that question. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing great. I thought for a hot second I had COVID, and then I remembered I'm just a hypochondriac. (laughs) But for that one day, I had to stay in my room away from the family until I had, you know, I wanted two negative tests. Um, And, man, I was lonely. Like, it was good for, like, the first half of the day. You know what I mean? But then I was, like, standing at the threshold of the door looking out at my family, like, (laughs) hello. Hello. So I um, had two negative tests, and I'm all good. I'm back at work, so I'm doing great. Good to have you back. Thanks. So where have you seen the Holy Spirit at work? Um, gosh, I'm going to be honest. So many places as of late. We had a wonderful new member class of just uh, just 12 plus five. Yeah. Uh, so 17 people joined. Isn't that crazy? Um, which was, and they're all just like... The most delightful people that I'm just so yeah. thankful are adding to our church community, and, and I think we'll grow it. So that's a place I've seen the spirit work. Uh, yes, VBS this week, and I walked around last week, and I just watched all these kids being loved on by our wonderful volunteers, and I think that that was watching the spirit work, uh, whether it was the science class, which was a blast. They were seeing which things floated or recreation. They're playing red light, green light, and a sprinkler because it's hot as sin here in Alabama. <laughs> uh, the Bible study, the, the story, the kids were just locked in on the story that was being told. I mean, it's just delightful everywhere I went. And then the final one, like I said, I had a lot. Uh, it's just... Um, you know, every time I go on a, a walk up on the mountain with, with Evie and she is just like, you know, k- babies are like locked on to like ceiling fans and leaves, it mm-hmm. seems to me. Mm-hmm. And just to watch her little brain tick with wonder at the leaves above her yeah. uh, is just a reminder that, yeah, man, leaves are wonderful. <laughs> they are leaves wonderful. are incredible. They're incredible. Yeah. And so that's that's been great for me. How about you? I feel the same way as you do. I just feel like the Holy Spirit is in so many things right now. Um, One of them was I got to go to Western North Carolina last week, and that's where I grew up. 
and there is something about the mountains of western north carolina that always feels like home to me Mm -hmm. and i it rained the whole week but the day i was coming home i got to drive in my convertible with the top (laughs) down it was like 74 degrees all through western north carolina Mm. and it's like it started raining the closer i got to knoxville but I just, I literally was like driving with this stupid, goofy smile on my face because it was like, it felt like home. Yeah. It was beautiful. I just felt so much joy. Um, I also had a conversation with someone who is very good at what they do, and they were able to help me discern some things in my own life I'm trying to work out. And it just felt like this Holy Spirit moment of like, I can't believe. You know, it's the kind of thing like they answered questions for me I didn't even know I had. Mm. So it was just this beautiful time. And then new members in VBS, it is an embarrassment of riches yeah. is what it feels like. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let me pray for us, and then we'll get into our scripture and discussion. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you that your spirit is always working, and we thank you for the grace for eyes to see it when it is working, and the encouragement that that brings, and the excitement that that brings, and the wonder that it brings. Be with us as we study your word, as we grow together with each other, and with all who listen. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. I had one more. I uh, do too. <laughs> you go first. Um uh the our mission evangelism committee has been just putting in a lot of work and our ukrainian subcommittee uh has put in a lot of work and we met this week and um the congregation again has has really shown up in in really profound ways and i mean they have furnished a house they've provided a house Mm -hmm. they provided uh the yard work to make the house pretty so it felt welcoming they have uh signed up to meet with uh, this this family that is coming from Ukraine, uh, and then God has just shown up in other resources of people in Huntsville that are not in our church that have reached out to mm-hmm. to help in different ways. And uh, another church in the our presbytery heard about it, and they're looking into possibly seeing if they have the resources to to host a family. So it's just that's so uh, good. It's really exciting. Yeah. yeah. So mine is more silly. Okay. But um, my youngest daughter is volunteering with VBS. Uh-huh. And so I get this text from her yesterday, and she said, Who is John Seister? And I said, Well, he joined in the last new member class. He's a retired pastor. He's awesome. And she goes, I said, Why? Is he is he helping with VBS? She said, yes, he's the storyteller. And then I said, well, what do you think? And she texted back, he is king. <laughs> she was loving his storytelling. And she's like a jaded 16-year-old. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. she was like, he is king. He is and that's king. how she's been referring to him as King John Seister. King John. Isn't that awesome? I love that. I know. I've got to go find him today and yeah. tell him. Um, friends, after all that goofiness, let's listen to Jesus speaking in John 15, verses 1 through 8. I am the true vine. And my father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, 
because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to to God. God. Tara, just off the bat, uh, what stands out to you in this passage on the first read-through? So two things stand out. One is indicative of my personality, which is where Jesus says, even if you bear fruit, you're still going to be pruned. To which I'm like, oh, man! You know what I mean? That even though, you know, if you don't bear fruit, then that branch will be cut. But even those who bear fruit will be pruned in some way so that they can bear more fruit. And so there's a part of me that's like, but I thought I was bearing fruit, Lord. Shouldn't that be enough? (laughs) But the other thing that really sticks out to me is that word abide. It's said over and over and over. And I was doing some preparation for my sermon on this. um, And it occurred to me that that word abide means to remain in. And in some way, To remain also means to wait on. Hmm. Um, To be in Jesus doesn't mean that things happen immediately. It means that there's a waiting, too, and a calmness, and a just residing within Jesus. That's I don't know. There's something about the idea of remaining in and the waiting that goes along with that that's really kind of piqued my interest. What about you? What stands out to you? Well, it was also abide for me. not abide in me, but abide for me. Uh, but, you know, we actually, two or three years ago, when we did the Greek words that every Christian should know, one of mine was meno, uh, mm-hmm. abide. Uh, and, you know, sometimes English translation, I mean, English translations are so helpful for us, but sometimes they do a disservice. And and I think some, the NRSV, I know why they did it, but sometimes it's 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 a bit of a disservice because, they translate may know, sometimes abide, sometimes remain, sometimes stay. And those all are perfect, and they're trying to make the sentence structure flow and make sense best for the listener. But then you miss how often that word appears in the Gospel of John. Oh I mean, it's everywhere. And, it, you know, it's the same word Jesus uses may know in mm-hmm. um, the Garden of Gethsemane, yeah. remain with me. Remain with like, me. wait yeah. here with me. Mm-hmm. Can you not do that? But mm-hmm. yes, it's used over and over. It's used over and over. And uh, yeah, it is It is remain. It's stay. It's abide. Uh, it can it can mean in its etymology of, of to like make a home here. Uh, and I love that image, mm. uh, to yeah. make a home with Jesus to 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 uh, remain uh, to remain <laughs> to, to stay to 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 feel safe uh, is yeah. is really what it comes down to, um, and so that that continually coming back to abide, build your shelter here, stay safe, uh, do not stray. You know we 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 were talking about the shepherd. I am uh, the past couple weeks, and you know the sheep are are straying and Jesus mm-hmm. is going out and returning them. It's abide, remain, stay in the yep. flock. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just a wonderful word that, that I love. Yeah. Um, but to the meat of this, you know, we can't get through this passage without talking about what does it mean when Jesus is calling himself the vine? What, what, what are we supposed to gain from that? You know, I think that there's this idea that 
to be connected to the vine is to be nurtured. Mm-hmm. It is to be built up. Um, it is the thing by which all nourishment comes from so that we can bear fruit. You can't bear fruit unless you are intimately attached to the vine. And so I think, you know, there is this idea that the disciples have already, you know, when Jesus says, you have been cleansed by the word I've spoken to you, basically he's saying, you're already attached to the vine. You've heard the word that I was spoken to you. You believe in me. You're already attached to me. Um, but there's this idea that we are abiding in Jesus, and yet we don't do it fully. Mm-hmm. Um, that we won't do it fully until you know the second coming, but that we are called again and again to return to the vine, to get our nourishment from the vine. And so for me, it's that idea of I am called to bear fruit for the glory of God. And I don't know what that looks like today. I don't. Um, I don't know that I'll ever know what it looks like. But I know that to do any of that, I have to be intimately connected to Jesus. And it has been even my personal experience that during those times when I'm not connected, I feel dry. Mm. I feel like I am withered. Mm. And um, that Jesus is the source of life is is what it comes to when it says, "I am the vine." Mm. What do you think about the vine and glorifying God? I think this may sound simplistic, but uh, Jesus as the vine, Jesus as that source of life and, and that that growing center is important. Remember that it's Jesus, that Jesus is the one who brings It's not the church. It's not, oh, right, it's yeah. not me and people's lives. Uh, it is Jesus Christ. Uh, and this is a kind of, this is a shift in, in thought because, and I was reading about it and in Jeremiah 2, uh, there's this line where Jeremiah says, or it's God speaking to, to Israel and says, I planted you as the choice vine or the true vine from the pure stock, but you turn into a degenerate and a wild vine. We uh, see that in Ezekiel and in the Psalms and Proverbs and Isaiah, too, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh, of... of, of um, Israel is even, the vine. Even, even people who have been chosen by God, uh, even nations that have been chosen by God, even churches that have been chosen by God cannot be this true source of life because they will grow uh, degenerate. They will grow wild uh, that they have to be pruned back and mm-hmm. be connected to the true vine who is Jesus Christ. And so I think that's really important for pastors and churches and Christians uh, who are caring for people in their lives uh, that we aren't the ones rooted to the ground that we're an offshoot of Christ uh, mm-hmm. that that Jesus is the true vine and that is the center and so we come back to that over and over and over again and we're humbled and that we're still called and we still grow and we still produce fruit in yeah. the world uh, but that the the life source of that is Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think the whole of my life could be described as, um, you know, I wasn't the best branch on the vine, but there was still some fruit. Do you know what I mean? And that's all because of Jesus, that Jesus can take my little part of the branch that is sometimes connected, sometimes not uh, (laughs) prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, And that still fruit comes. I think that's the amazing thing. And churches are a great example of that. Yeah. Churches are so imperfect. They are filled with imperfect people. And yet, members join, families are served, 
um, mission is accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all because of Jesus, because of the true vine, mm-hmm. not because of us. Yeah. It, it is um, it is the hope of the world, right? Yes, um, and, and the and greatest. The greatest hope of the world. Uh, and, and also, I mean, not that I enjoy it, but I find hope in the Father and God pruning me because yeah. there are so many things I don't love about myself. Yes. Uh, there are yes. so many things I want to be sanctified in. And so even though it's painful, even though I don't always desire it, uh, there is great hope in knowing that uh, all will be set right and pruned and sanctified and, and justice and peace will be a, uh, achieved in that. You know, there are I think one of the greatest questions in the world is, is you know, why is there pain? Why is there difficulty? And so this gives us hope uh, that, that we are, we do serve a God who will um, save that, who will fix that, who will uh, bring righteousness into that. And so that is hope even when it's painful. I do think in my own life that God's pruning has been gentler than I imagined. Mm. Um, that God has shown me grace even in the pruning. Mm. Um, there have been intensely painful times of pruning um, when I have hurt someone or that sort of thing. But on the whole, it has been gentler and um, a more manageable grade of steepness than, than I would have imagined or that humans, you know, show one another. Hmm. And the other thing I also think about this passage that I want to throw out is that, you know, verse 7, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. That's really about bearing fruit. Hmm. Ask for whatever you wish in terms of bearing fruit and how you want to do that and it will be done for you. It's not, I abide in Jesus and my children are safe forever and ever um, because life is still life. But it is about bearing fruit. And I think sometimes, I don't know what you think, but I think sometimes people forget what an incredible honor and joy it is to bear fruit for Christ. I th- and I think the, uh, oftentimes the time we've, I have forgotten it is when I'm not doing it, right? Yeah. And then when you do it, you're like, oh my God, this feels amazing. Yep. Like, I love this. This is... Yep. I I am experiencing grace in the act of doing this, and then you get busy, and things come up, and then you just kind of drift away, and then you jump back in, and you're like, oh my god, yeah, this is what's been missing. Yes. <laughs> this is why I feel dry. To yeah, point. yeah, withered. Well, with that, we're going to end with a quote from our much beloved Frederick Beekner. Turn around and believe that the good news that we are loved is better than we ever dared hope. And that to believe in that good news, to live it, to live out of it and toward it, to be in love with that good news is of all glad things in this world, the gladdest thing of all. Amen. And come Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again next week. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.